we're going to call, we're going to play a game called the Google search. And all okay. I did was, yeah, you're not going to do well. This is not to make, to make you look, but I, it's just funny. Welcome to yet another edition of the Promo Front Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie, with me, as always, for episode number 19 and all future and past episodes, <laughs> funny how that works, the master of the masters, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how you be today? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. I like the title today, Master of the Masters. That's uh, obviously, um, as we're recording this, I think it's the first day, is that right, of, of the Masters today um, in November, which is super weird. Um, it's been funny how everybody, like literally every sports announcer keeps talking about how quiet it is. And I'm like, you know, you guys have played golf tournaments up till now, right? So the idea that it's suddenly new is fascinating to me, but I'm doing well. Excited yeah. to attack another week. How about you, bud? doing great um it's been a good week busy week and uh, i agree and and what you saw there with the master of the masters that's what you call professional recording kirby uh that's how you prepare for a professional <laughs> podcast much like this one but you know no else really strikes me as professional kirby who's that bill thank you for asking it'd be your good folks and friends at promo pulse now we've talked about how it's that one-stop app for the entire promotional products industry how convenient it is. You save, search, and share. It's a great place for ideas and inspiration and information. And I know you have it on your phone. You're going to show it to us right now, right up there, right by the top. Whoa, he's opening it up right now. <laughs> he is now officially promo pulsing during the podcast, folks. Um, but we talked about how it's a great place for ideas, inspiration, information. It's free to use. But I don't know if you know this. They recently updated. They did an update for the app. So, A, if you have the app and you haven't updated it, head over to your local app store and get it updated. You can just press a button for doing that. You don't have to actually go to the app store. And um, download it. And if you haven't downloaded the app, go ahead and download it because it is the content's loading a heck of a lot faster uh, in the app and on the web. And I don't know if you've noticed it. I have noticed a dramatic speed difference in my uh, finger clicking. Uh, the search has been completely overhauled. Like, have you noticed that the search is new? It does a much better job of finding ideas based on keywords. And really, it's the only place you can search the entire promotional products, merchandise, advertising, branding industry for people for sales and marketing content. Yeah. And you know what? It's really one of my favorite apps. It is Eclipsed. Well, I, I'm not going to say the app, it Eclipsed. Okay. Well, the thing that I would say though, you, if you notice that the ones that we talk about and the ones that we, we admire the most are the ones that are kind of always ideating, yep. always innovating, always making it better for the, for the end user. I think so many times we think we're going to build this thing and everything will be great, but the best companies are constantly trying to make it better. No question. They come up with original ideas. They don't take from anybody else and try to <laughs> try to apply them. They do something super original and they execute against it with passion and drive. And I love that. And that's absolutely what they do over at Promo Pulse. So head over to your local app store or Google Play and download Promo Pulse today or update it if you already have it. Now, Kirby, 
I know about, I don't know about you. It's November. I love November. It's one of my favorite months of the year, mainly because it's my birthday. Nice. So um, the entire month is my birthday, not just one day. Um, <laughs> so I, are you ready to promo up front with me? I will do my best, my friend. All right. So you've got the first topic today. It's your dime. It's your dance floor. Why don't you go and tell us what the promo topic of the week is? Yeah, so this will be a little bit of a, I'll get there, and it ties into our industry. So um, I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, a couple weeks ago, and there was conversations around the industry. And I, I'm being a little bit careful because I want to make sure I don't throw anybody under the bus here, but I think it's an important topic for us, uh, not only in the industry, but just in business. And they were in a, a leadership meeting, and someone, one of the people who is a, a leader in our industry started making sort of bold predictions about um, the future of our industry. Mm -hmm. There's already been predictions made about what the sales are going to be um, for the industry this year. Um, many people, I think ASI made the, the prediction that it was going to drop from 25 billion to 16 billion. Um, and then there was further pre uh, predictions in this meeting. And again, this was a group of leaders in our industry um, where uh, a further prediction was made that it, that it might drop even further. And I was incredibly frustrated by that. Okay. And I kind of wanted to give you my take on that and see what you thought. So what bothered you, make sure I understand, mm -hmm. that the, there was a little bit of doom and gloom in the prognostications. Mm -hmm. And then after there was doom and gloom, someone else decided to say, hey, it might be even worse. Right. Is, and so is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's a fair assessment. And I think, I think my, my frustration with the concept is, you know, you and I have talked about this. I think everybody in the world, um, every organization is a media company today. Yes. Um, but I think in leadership, we need to be careful about when we are a media company and when we are a leader. Um, and I think as a leader, it is important and it is incumbent upon us to let us let people know when there's going to be rocky seas. Right. And to be upfront about that and to um, so that we aren't taken by storm. But on the other side, I think making bold negative predictions are incredibly counterproductive. Okay. And, and I think that, um, you know, I think sometimes we think, oh, if we do this, we're going to scare people straight. And I think in reality, what we do is just scare them. Okay. I think it's important that we, if we're going to talk about what we believe the future to be, we do it in a constructive way to say, hey, here's what we're thinking might happen. And here are mm -hmm. some ways that we can, whether we can counteract that, whether we can make that prediction not true, or whether how we can, quite frankly, be opportunistic upon it. Those are yeah. ways that you can do it. But the idea of just saying, hey, I want to be the clickbait headline, I think mm -hmm. is irresponsible. Okay. Your take. Um, so listening to you, I, I didn't hear these prognostications. So right. I, it's and and to be interested, neither did I. Like, this okay. was told to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's excellent. We're, we're both speaking on something we didn't hear. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but we are in the video. <laughs> I will say this though. This is where I'll start off and let's see where it goes from here. Yeah. I think we as a society and an industry. So let's leave it at the industry. We as an industry spend way too much time living in the what if, what might happen, this might happen, than living in the now and dealing with the things that are in our control. Right. We seem to really pay much more attention to things outside of our influence mm. than are directly yeah. inside our influence. And this to me, when people are spending time prognosticating, well, I think it's going to fall off the cliff or I think it's going to be all rainbows and lollipops and unicorns. There's some value to that, right? Of course, strategic foresight. And yes, I'd like to know 
you know, we all would like a crystal ball to see in the future. And we'd all like to know when uh, a, 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 uh, the, the vaccine, if there's going to be one, we got some good news on that this week, when that's going to be widely available. Does that mean how long is, are you immune? All those things. We'd love to know when that's going to happen. I can't control that. You can't control that. And I'm assuming the prognosticators we're referring to can't control that. So to say that we're not going to get back to normal till 2021 or, or whatever normal is, and we're not going to be able to, and, and sales aren't going to recover until 2022 or whatever they said, why waste time on that? Yeah. It's so much better to use your brain. I mean, pay attention to that a little bit, but use your brain and say, okay, yeah, it probably is not going to be the way I wanted it to be or the way I expect it to be. So how do I use my sphere of influence, the things I directly can control to insulate my life, make my life better, create better opportunities for my company, all those things. And that's where I, that's where I get frustrated with the time people spend on this stuff. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I always get a kick out of it. And I think you and I've talked about this a little bit where back uh, to the whole college football thing, when yeah. back in June, when people were saying what was going to be happening in November. And I yeah. was like, where were you assholes in January? Right. If you had this crystal ball and you can yeah. make all these bold predictions, where were you when we needed you? Yeah. Now you're just Monday morning quarterbacking it and it's yeah. annoying. Well, part of the problem is exactly what you said. We are all media companies. Mm -hmm. All of us are. And there's a lot of people that need to have an outlet to say things just to get some audience. I'm not talking about like podcasts and things like that. I'm talking more like true media outlets. I was listening to a, a show the other day and they have a Troy Aikman on every week. And he was talking, I don't remember exactly how it came up, but he was saying there was an actual policy at Fox for years in the sports division of yes and no. That if one person said yes, the other person on the show had to say no, regardless of the topic, whether they agreed or not. And, and so it's that type of stuff to try to get attention. It's like, man, because what, what's the old adage? If it bleeds, it leads. Oh, yeah. And so people love that negative information. Don't know why. I don't watch a lot of news for that reason. Um, yeah. but you're not the, watching news though. That's the, and that's the piece, right? It's evolved yeah. that the news, I was just having this conversation where people are like, Oh, I wish there was just people who would just give us the information like Walter Cronkite. And here's what I would say. No, you don't yeah. because we don't watch that as we, we speak no, we with have, our attention. We, we have voted for that long time <laughs> yeah. ago. So yeah, if you yeah. want that, go to the Associated Press website. Yeah, that's I mean, or something like that. Go to as much of a neutral website as you can. Good topic. I, I like that. It's, it's a hard, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm not saying I agree with you. I don't know if I disagree with you. It's just, I think we spend so much damn time on it. It's like, yeah. not us. So I'm just saying as a society and then to yeah. get in, well, nobody has a crystal ball. Yes. You know, it, it, you know what it reminds me of is that one time we did the salt and pepper live because we did yeah. that live yeah. as it happened at PPI Expo where yeah. somebody brought up a topic and you would take one side and I would take another. Yeah. And that's exhausting. <laughs> it is. Because sometimes that's why I like the give and flow of this much better is because there are times I disagree with you. I mean, we will never agree on the whole optimist, realist, uh, you know, yeah. pessimist thing. And that's fine. I like that. But there's things that we do agree on and there's things that we agree on, but there's a slight skew and difference. Not again, I wrote a blog about this. I don't know when I wrote about it a couple of weeks ago. Everything's black and white. There's gray. We all should live Lots in the gray. Lots of gray, yeah. The life is in the gray. Black and white doesn't really exist. Oh, it does, but very rarely. All right, Kirby, you like tequila, don't you? <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, apparently Elon Musk likes tequila. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, Elon Musk uh, did an April Fool's tweet. You know, Elon Musk, who is, uh, owns Tesla. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, sent an April Fool's tweet two years ago about uh, creating a Tesla tequila. 
Well, he did. He actually came true. And just like everything else Tesla does, it's more about branding than anything else. Okay. And it's a very cool lightning bolt shaped bottle. And uh, I think we'll have a graphic for this on the podcast for this week. Um, it's complete with a stand and a Tesla logo on it. Now okay. it sells for 250 bucks a piece. Sold out just about immediately. Because again, <laughs> Tesla is more about the brand than it is really the merchandise these days. I would okay. think so. I think people look at Tesla as more of a brand. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. Are they, more a, are they a car company that has great branded merchandise or they're a branded merchandise company that happens to sell cars? Yeah, I, I don't know if they're a branded merchandise company, but I think I, like, it's funny as you're saying this. So I, I, as you might expect, I don't own a Tesla. I'm not uh, what? necessarily a brand ambassador for Tesla. But what? One of the things I think they have done is build a brand that I resonate with. And, and yeah. I, I think back to- and It's I'm progressive. Go, yeah, I'm going to go off the topic, but I'll come back. So um, Seth Godin actually talks about this with Nike. He said, if Nike created a hotel- mm-hmm you know exactly what that hotel would look like yep. because Nike has a brand. So yep. whereas the Hyatt did a shoe, you have, I have yeah. no idea what that would look like because yeah. the Hyatt doesn't really have a brand. Nike has a brand. No. And I would lean toward the idea that Tesla is kind of like that because when I hear that, you mm-hmm. know what I think of? I'm like, I think, and, and I don't even well, know if this is true, right. but I'm like, this is going to be innovative and it's going to be high, uh, high quality. Yeah. And it's going to be expensive. Well, That's what I think of with Tesla. They've built a brand. Well, it's and to me, I'm going to take it a step further. It's not just a brand. Hyatt's a brand too. Yeah. Nike's a lifestyle brand. Yeah. What's well, an identity? Yeah. Like well, you, it, when you, a real brand is one where you know exactly what they are and what they stand for. Right. But there's not very many of them. It's a very difficult right. thing to accomplish. Tesla yeah. has done that. Harley yeah. Davidson has done that. Coca-Cola yes. has done that. Uh, Jack Daniels has done that. I mean, so it can be done. Yeah. It's just very difficult. And what it reminded me of was, because I do think, you know, there is some kind of interesting parallels where, you know, he does focus much more on the brand of Tesla than the actual product of Tesla, what they should be known for. Not should be, but what they might want to be known for is cars. And I thought, back to a talk I've been giving for a couple of years about Amazon. You know, Amazon, uh, they're not, uh, I got right. You know, are you, do you, are you a promotional products company that has great customer service or are you a customer ser- service company that happens to sell promotional products? Cause that's mm-hmm. what Amazon is. And that's how they set out. Yeah. Zappos, same type of mm-hmm. thing. And so yep. I just thought it was a really interesting parallel um, the, how they focus on the experience of the customer before anything else. And so, you know, again, you know what the quality is going to be like before you even step in the door, look at the bottle, whatever, you know, you haven't seen the bottle yet and you'll look at it and go, that's freaking cool, right? You <laughs> yep. know, you're going to yeah, that's that. right. Well, and I think when you build a real brand, a real yep. brand, a Nike brand that you're wearing on your head right now. Like when you build that kind of brand, I think it allows you to jump into other areas because people, whether it's a different product or not, they know what you stand for and what you're going to be about before you walk in the door. No, when you build a brand, Kirby, absolutely. (laughs) You absolutely know that um, what you're getting is exactly what you're getting. Oh, wrong side. There you go. All right, Kirby. Speaking of brands, Okay. Our promotional product of the week. And I've got a great one this week as the train starts going through your town. This is how you know we're actually recording in the morning for once. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know about you, Kirby. It's getting chilly a little bit here in uh, uh, Middle Tennessee. Is it getting chilly up there in uh, Eastern Ohio? 
It's, it's beginning to, yes. Okay. So I don't know about you, but I like to snuggle up with a nice blanket while I'm watching people prognosticate about how the world's over. So <laughs> when I do, I grab my Pro Towels Buffalo Check Challenger Lamb's Wool Throw. It comes in this wonderful package. Look at that lovely, speaking of branding, there's some branding for you. And I'll tell you, take it out of here. In this thing, 100% scabies free, I might add. It is so warm. It is so, look at that lamb's wool. It is so nice. I can't, like, I can't keep this away from my kids. They love this thing. And so, and it, uh, it's, so it's a classy looking thing. It's soft. I love, love, love. Did I mention how much I love this blanket, Kirby from Pro Towels? <laughs> That's item number BCH5060 if you're keeping score at home. And again, it's just so warm and inviting as I just casually throw it over. My, my, there you go. How's that look, Kirby? For what it's worth, it looks really good. I appreciate you killing a little time as the train went through. Um, I did go a little longer yeah. <laughs> than I had anticipated. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but, but if you are listening to the podcast, you should thank Bill because that, that train gets really loud coming through here. It's, it's, it's okay. You know, as Aerosmith once saying, train kept a rolling all night long and all day, apparently. But no, in all seriousness, I love a good blanket. It's such a, it's one of those promotional products you never throw away. Yes. Much 100%. like a towel, you know, yeah. it's a, you know, it, you just never throw these things away. So if you're thinking about it and again, they've got a couple colors and this one, I really like this. It's just really classy looking uh, white and gray checkerboard. So check it out. At the end, of, at the end of the day, it's one of those where it, like you, if you want to create a warm and fuzzy around your, <laughs> around your uh, customers, that's a good way to do it. I see what you did there. Kirby, do you have another topic for us? Yeah, so I read this. Actually, this was um, a topic I saw on LinkedIn, and it was it was around cause marketing ultimately. Okay. And so I thought it'd be appropriate for our conversation today. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm sure you noticed many companies sort of came out and encouraged people to get out the vote, um, mm -hmm. and not just like we we kind of joked about it with Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram. It's like right. they were coming out and telling me to vote, and I'm like, guys, I've been registered to vote longer than right. you have existed as a company. Mm -hmm. Can you please stop bugging me? I'm going right. to vote. Um, but a lot of other companies did too. It became like the mantra of a way for companies who know that they should stand for something. That was an mm. easy one for people to stand for. Right. But I've read that companies are struggling sort of going, what's our next cause, mm -hmm. right? The, the get out the vote thing seemed to work record numbers. Um, so that's cool. Um, but it was funny in reading this article that, that companies were struggling to come up with their next cause. And yeah. I was like, I don't think that's the point. I don't think you're supposed no. to hop from cause to cause. Um, and unless it really resonates um, with your brand and, you know, with your brand, like what we just talked about. So I was curious to know your take on the idea of cause marketing in general, but the idea of kind of looking for the next cause. Danger. Tricky topic. Um, okay. So I think what, what companies should stand for should be part of your values, right? It, right. It's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. And so you have a core value in, in whatever that is, and that might include a cause. It might include the environment like REI or Patagonia or something mm -hmm. like that. It's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. And so that should be part of your core values. What is, is kind of exhausting me a little bit, I was going to say annoying, but it's not annoying me, it's just exhausting me, is it's, we seem to be doing flavor of the month marketing. Yeah. Um, and it's driving me bananas because it, it's like, okay, we just did the get out vote thing. Like you said, they're not thinking what's the next thing. Well, there's going to be gay pride month, which I think is great. I, I have, 
I think it's fabulous. But what I don't like is every company hopping on the bandwagon just to appear like, well, we don't want that part of society to think we're not on board right. with their lifestyle. And, and you know, some of them aren't. Uh, they're just doing it to show up. And, and right. I don't, and, and maybe, that, maybe it does more good than harm. In, in, okay. And you know, to, to show support like that. Um, I, I, uh, it just, it's, it's kind of like this weird cycle. You know, everybody changes their, uh, again, this is a dangerous topic. So people are probably gonna get pissed at me and I don't mean it in any sort of negative way, but like, you know, the, uh, let's look at the NFL. They use the month of October for, for breast, for, for breast cancer awareness. So the, the players wear pink, um, the, in the, in the November it's, uh, they wear camouflage for veterans day and things like that. And it's like, I don't, you know, do they really support that? Or are you just trying to look like you do? Or and, sell merchandise. Yeah, or sell merchandise. And so mm-hmm. I, it's a very tricky thing. I would say that probably anything that brings attention to a cause ultimately is a good thing. So um, I, I think any company you know, that, that's, that does get out the vote, that's supporting a good thing. Any company that supports you know, uh, LBG, uh, all, all, you know, BQ, I, I don't know all the acronyms, yep, I apologize, understood. but understand an alternative lifestyle. I think that's wonderful as well. It's just, I want to know what you really stand for. Yeah. That, you, I can't, think that's, you can't, when you stand for everything, you stand for nothing. That's exactly. I, and I guess that was sort of my ultimate uh, point because like I, the things we have just discussed, like I, I support them, but I don't know that uh, me hopping from cause to cause yeah. shows real support. I like for me, I, I would like to be able to make a real difference. And, um, and again, but it, to, to your point, it has to be consistent with my values because otherwise it's going to become inauthentic and it's going to be, again, well, it's a flavor of the month. It becomes like, Oh, I saw everybody else posted for it's, national yes. Arbor day. I guess yeah. we should post something, right? Well, again, we see this every day, not only with companies, but with individuals, right? Yeah. It's gotten to a point where Amy and I are, it's funny. Like she, on father's day, she didn't mm-hmm. post happy father's day to me. Yeah. Right. And it was like, she was like, I'm tired of it. Like everybody, yeah. it's like, everybody has the best dad on earth. No, you don't. You bitch about him 364 days a year until yeah. you go on Facebook to, to like show how wonderful your life is. Like yeah. when we do that over and over again, whether it's an individual or a brand, it's exhausting. Well, and, and I agree. We, Sandy and I have had that conversation too about Mother's Day and anniversaries and stuff yep. like that. And, you know, it's, it's, there's something to be said about the surprise and delight of that as much more than the, I wonder what they're going to write this year. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, again, I think any attention to a cause is probably good. Um, and I don't want to sit here and question the motivations of anybody. Um, but it just seems, it seems like it's the, it's, it's so reactionary and it's expected. It's, it's an obligation. It's, it feels right. like an obligation with a lot of people. Yep. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, Kirby, I've got one or two directions to go. So I'm going to go with option B, VC, VF Corp. I know you're familiar with them. Big fan of VF Corp. You have no They're idea who they are. They're the parent company of North Face, Vans, Timberland, Jansport, and Dickies. So now you okay. know who they are. Mm-hmm. They bought Supreme, and that's a brand I guarantee you have no idea who they are. I do not. So Supreme for $2.1 billion. So Wow. That, that it's amazing how, and I'm not criticizing you, but I, I didn't know until my kids were into Supreme. So it's amazing how out of touch we can be being in the marketing and branding world of something like Supreme. So they're a huge streetwear and skateboard line, skate brand. And my kids got into them because they were very smart. They just created merch. They created a bunch of merchandise and also they just say Supreme on it. They have some cool designs. 
almost everything was limited edition. And so mm. we're dropping these things in a microsite at 10, 12 a.m. on a random Thursday. And my kids would get on their phones. I didn't care if it's school or not. And they're spending upwards of $75 for a T-shirt. <laughs> I mean, it, would they, so they did a really great job of creating uh, want, creating need, creating desire because of, you know, the law of, you know, cho- you know scarcity. choice. Yeah, scarcity. Thank you for knowing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- seriously, thank you. So, but they have that limited edition merchandise and they just printed, printed money. And I think it has huge implications for our industry because it looks like they're going to enter because it's a very, it's one of these sub brands that's very cool with kids. And now we might have the opportunity to have them in our industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I wanted to ask you, nothing about that is kind of back, back up yeah. of my actual question. What brand or brands would you really like to see enter our world that just haven't yet? And I've got a couple because I had to really think about this because it seems like everybody's in our industry, but then when you really start, <laughs> well, here, I'll, I'll come up with a couple. Yeah, go ahead. Cause I like nothing's popping in my head. No, that's okay. Untuck it. I wear untuck it button down yeah. shirts. Now blue generation has a great version of untuck it. And, mm-hmm. and I, I have not worn it, but I know Michael Reesbaum, he's a great guy. And I know that they're really good quality. They're not untuck it. I, yeah. I know that there's great golf shirts that aren't Nike, but it's not Nike. And some people yeah. want that brand. I would love to see untuck it do that because their branding is extraordinarily subtle. All they do, you know, they're, they're long sleeve shirts designed to be on short sleeve designed to be worn untucked, hence the name untuck it. And they just have a little triangular flag at the bottom of the shirt. So you can mm-hmm. barely, it's very subtle branding. So you have all this area you can put branding on. And the other one I thought of, which would be interesting and I can't, I'm surprised we've never seen them and it's not for their, their pantalones curvy. <laughs> I'd love to see Levi's enter our space for like mm. jean jackets and things like that. And other denim wear. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Those, those, so those are the two I came up with. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe those are the last two companies not in promo. <laughs> well, I, I think that's one of the struggles I make is I, I think one of the big trends that mm-hmm. we have seen over the last several years is not only that brands have been more embraced right. by promo, but right. brands have em- embraced promo. And right. then customers have been asking for it. So I think right. it's been kind of a perfect storm so that I, I'll be honest, I, I struggle yeah. to answer this question, but I will okay. say the moment you said untuck it, I'm like, no, that is the brand that gets requested the most by my mm-hmm. customers. I bet. Um, so that one, it, that one makes a ton of sense. And I think, um, but like I, and, and in the interest of transparency, and I don't think we've ever talked about this. Uh Oh, nothing, nothing bad. I've just, I grew up as not a brand guy. That's okay? true. So like we grew up in, yeah. and I was, my parents did fine financially. We were middle mm-hmm. class, I would say. Um, but it was funny growing up. And I think part of this is we grew up in, a, in my dad was a salesman in the promo industry. Mm-hmm. And so he knew how the sausage was made on a lot of the golf shirts and right. stuff like that. So, so it was funny. It, we were almost anti-brand with me yeah, growing up. I it took me a while to even buy in. I'm selling Nike golf shirts. And I was like, yeah. really? Are, they're that much more expensive. Now I've come around on, right. on a lot of that stuff, but I think that I'm skeptical as a human mm-hmm. about the price that brands command sometimes. I have to almost overcome that to, uh, to get, well, get behind some of that stuff. Well, so I'm and, probably not the best person to just name brands because and I'm not. being And being in our industry also, JG, like you're talking about, yeah. you know, I was telling my kids like, you understand that shirt conservatively is like a buck and a half, right? <laughs> it's like two bucks. 
you know, but they don't care because they wanted the brand and it is, it is amazing. So you are paying for a name and all that. Um, one I failed to mention was Apple. People would love Apple to enter our space with earbuds and things like that. Just actual Apple products. Um, so no, and I think it's different because you did grow up in a smaller town. Now I grew up in a, in a metropolitan area in Dallas and brands were very big. And my parents were, were frugal, um, middle-class, but frugal with two kids and in, in, in college and all these other things. Um, and so um, it was a big deal for me to not go to Kinney shoes and to get Nikes. It was a right. big deal for me not to get tough skin jeans at Sears and get Levi's. It was a big right. deal, you know, so on and so forth. And so, you know, uh, I, I was very brand conscious. Um, and, and so if I, once I, I like when at Christmas time, I get an actual polo shirt with a little guy with the horse, yeah. man, I'd wear that thing out because it was important to me as I've gotten older, I couldn't care less for the most part. I want just quality and quality does not mean it's got a certain label on it. And I've learned that well over time, but as a youth and I can, I see it in my kids. I don't know if you see this with Jaden Skyler, mm-hmm. but there are brands that are very important to them and you're just like shaking your head. I'm like, I, I don't get it. And, may, and am I out of touch or am I just, do I know more than you? And it sometimes skirts that line. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say both. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Do we have cool. time for one more? Yeah, I, I'll go a quick one. I've, oh, okay. Oh, I've got a quick I, one too. Let's do two you, quick ones. Let's okay. go rapid fire quick. Let's do rapid fire quick topics. Kirby, go. All right, ready? We talk about this yes. big election that I think happened, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and this will be quick, yeah. truly. Yep. So now that the election is over, mm-hmm. how does it change you and your business as you go to market with Brandivate? Uh, not at all. That's what I thought. Next yeah. topic. Yeah, next topic. <laughs> speaking of the election, uh, speaking of the election, I don't know if you saw this, and this is not a political statement of mine or Kirby's or anybody on this show or anybody listens, we'll but I out. did think it was very funny that after uh, Biden was uh, declared by the major news outlets as the uh, uh, president-elect. And obviously mm-hmm. there's some lawsuits. And so that's still a little bit up in the air, but uh, he was uh, uh, named that by a lot of the news outlets and things like that. He, was, he put on a hat um, to kind of mock his opponent, which I thought was a little funny. And I just wanted to mention it because I thought, I think the Biden campaign killed it with promo merchandise this mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, so Donald Trump is known for wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Yep. Joe Biden put on a, and said, you know, say make America great on the front and number 45 on the side because he's the 45th president. Yep. Joe Biden put on a, a cap that said, we just did in 46 on the side, which <laughs> I thought was absolutely genius. Not, uh, not again, not saying I voted for Biden or didn't vote for Biden or whatever, but I just think that's very funny. Yeah, it's uh, if you buy that, you get a, a fly swatter. Exactly, you get your own free uh, fly swatter. All right, Kirby, it's game time. Party in the back, party in the back, party in the back. All right, so this is going to be interesting. So I, you know, when you type in a Google search, you start typing in your your whatever you're looking for mm-hmm. using your fingers or your voice if you're doing speech to text, it will start giving you suggestions yes. based on what everybody else in the world is searching. Or where people in your region are searching. Yeah, oh, correct. But, but yeah. other people, not necessarily you. So yeah. we're going to call, we're going to play a game called the Google search. And all <sighs> okay. I did was, yeah, you're not going to do well. This is not to make, to make you look, but I, it's just funny. So all I did was I typed in when was, Okay. And now we're going to, and I'll just pick, <laughs> I'll pick <laughs> topics that or questions that Google suggested they thought I was looking for. Are you ready, Kirby? Sure. When was the last time a pandemic happened? This is an easy one. You should get this one. When was the last time a pandemic happened? Yes. 
the early 1900s, right? Yes, 1918, the Spanish flu, H1N1. Spanish flu was what I was going to suggest, but in my head, I'm like, no, 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 you did great. Okay. You did great. When was, again, just one, the last time a president, this is not political, this is what Google gave me, guys. When was the last time a president served only one term? Uh, the, the Bush father, right? Um, uh, yes, George Herbert Walker Bush, 1989 to 1993. It's a great, great, two for two. I'm impressed. This is a weird one. When was the first iPhone released? I was like, <laughs> who's Googling that? But uh, when was the first iPhone yeah. released? It's, it's more recent than you think. It is. Uh, 2008? Very good. 2007. You're damn close. We're going okay. to give you a half a point okay. on that one. Because it's mind-blowing how much life has changed based on that product oh, in yeah. 13 years. That's crazy. G- yeah, June 29th, 2007. This, is, this one absolutely kind of sent me into hypnosis. When was the last ice age? <laughs> wait 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 uh ray romano was in that uh no, not the movie not the movie <laughs> hey well you didn't that's uh, i was probably 2010 a 2.6 million years ago Kirby. very disappointing <laughs> when was the again now we get out start skewing a little more kind of current political environment when was the last time the supreme court was expanded mm. is this yeah. interesting what people yeah, are searching for that is interesting uh i i honestly have no idea let's call it the 60s yeah, it is interesting. Almost as interesting as my weird high voice the last time I just said something. Um, 1807 yeah, from okay. 6 to 7. Okay. 1807 from 6 to 7. That was a good when, change. Yeah. When was <laughs> the white, Yeah, well, you need an odd number. When was the White House built? Now that I probably should have some sense of. I'm going to go. I did not. In all transparency, I did not. Okay. I'm going to go 1860. Uh, October 13th, 1792. So way earlier. Okay. Okay. This one, again, funny. This may be a giggle. When was the last time the president got a raise? <laughs> um, I'm going to go Reagan, 80. Okay. 2001. Actually, okay. he was signed into law, I think, 1998. Clinton signed it into law, but George W. Bush, Bush Jr., got the uh, was the first to benefit from it uh, in 2001. It went up from 2000. I'm sorry, 200,000, where it was uh, put at 1969 to 400,000. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, we, per- we are not paying that position nearly enough. There's no, no. question. <laughs> I, you couldn't pay me to do that job. Yeah. All right. Three more, Kirby. When was the electo- Electoral College created? Yeah, I should know this just because I'm sure it was a conversation here wow. very recently, but I don't know the answer. I'm going to go uh, 1930. Something. 1804, the 12th okay. Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. Okay, the last two are not really- Not well. No, not great, buddy. <laughs> um, so the last two are just, this one is the strangest one. Because again, I just went down the list. I okay. did not like goose this at all. When was the first theater built in America and where is it? So it's still standing. Or where uh, was it? I'm sorry. Where was it? And I don't know if it's still theater. standing. It's got Massachusetts. Okay. I think that's a good guess. You're wrong. But, and, and when was it built? That's okay. Uh, when did the pilgrims come? Uh, for, uh, 16. 16 something. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Uh, it was called the Dock Street Theater in Charleston, South Carolina, which oh, I thought okay. was very interesting. 1736. And then this one, I do not like this question. I do not approve of this question, but I will ask it in the, because I That's have what Google to. said. Yeah. When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl? <laughs> See, they are basing it on your search history. They um, are not. I don't search for the Dallas Cowboys. I know all of Dallas Cowboys history, sir. I don't have to search for it. Uh, I'm going to go nineties. Let's say 95. 
1996. Very well done, Kirby. You have used your knowledge to educate all of us about what was. I thought I thought that was a fun little game. Yeah, that was different. really good. Really good. You know so for else? what it's worth, yeah. before you get into our amazing promo pulse people, yeah. uh, the so social, um, the social dilemma which yes. I've talked about on here. Yeah. Uh, that's actually one of the things they talk about in that particular program where they say that Google actually, uh, it affects your region. Yeah. Like, like they, when you search global warming is, depending on where you are in the country and what your search history is, they will fill that out yeah. in a different way. And I'm that sure. is a little freaky. So It's a little unsettling. And I still <laughs> yeah. have not watched that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, so I just want to say thanks again to our good pals over at Promo Pulse. I can't think of a smooth transition, so we're just going to do a hard <laughs> left turn and thank our good pals over there at Promo Pulse, Jason Noakes, the author of our podcast theme, also the owner, operator, and the programmer over there at Promo Pulse, his creation, his idea, and really super creative. It's convenient. Got that great search, save, and share uh, content from the entire industry. It's that ideas, inspiration, information, and he, they just did an update. So the content is loading so much faster, both on the app and, and the uh, website. It, the search has been completely overhauled and does a much better job finding ideas based on the keywords you're putting in. He's not going to Google you. He's going to do it the right way. And, <laughs> and you know, it's really the only place you can search across the entire promo industry sales and marketing content. So if you haven't downloaded Promo Pulse, head over to your local app store. If you have downloaded it, make sure you go ahead and update it so you can enjoy those enhanced features. And we thank them for their fine sponsorship of this uh, Blanket Level podcast. Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage on this fall day to broadcast with me. It was super fun, man. It was super fun. That's right!